Hi, and welcome to the podcast on reading and relationships. I'm Carol Oxley, co-director of the Ohio Leadership Advisory Council. It is my pleasure today to introduce three speakers from across Ohio. Carolyn Turner, the Ohio Department of Education's Literacy Lead, Professor Mary Heather Munger from the University of Finley, and her son, Max Munger. Please listen in as we hear about the importance of relationships with reading instruction. My name is Carolyn Turner, and I am one of the Ohio Literacy Leads. There are two of us that work with the Ohio Department of Education on really scaling up Ohio's plan to raise literacy achievement. When we look at Ohio's plan to raise literacy, certainly it is about teachers and developing their knowledge, skills, and abilities to teach reading effectively. But the plan also addresses what we do from a systems perspective. So we know from lessons learned that we have to have supportive leadership. We have to have leaders on board. We have to give them the knowledge that they need to implement these practices and um, align resources and materials and staffing. But really what it all comes down to is a knowledge of the simple view of reading. We all have that one student that we wish we could go back um, and, and fix and talk to and, and teach all the things that we didn't know then, but we know now. Um, and so it really is all about relationship building and how we teach them to read and build this relationship through, through literacy. Hello, my name is Mary Heather Munger, and this presentation will be presented by both myself and my son, Max Munger. We're going to talk about the importance of relationships that we navigated uh, when he was diagnosed with having dyslexia and the different roles that we've played over the last 20 years um, as a teacher, a parent, he was a student, and now I'm a professor of reading, largely because of what we experienced. So we're going to walk you through that journey and highlight some of the relationships and positive things we experienced. So I've broken my journey down into four decades. In 1990, before Max was even born, I was an undergrad studying uh, education, and I ended up being an intervention specialist, and part of my training included working with students out in the schools. And I was having um, difficulty with one student in particular, actually not difficulty in a bad way. He was very challenging. I found it really interesting working with him. He was very, 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 very smart and could solve puzzles and was very articulate, but he couldn't read or write. And I found that fascinating. Uh, the research I had been doing in the library that led me to this word dyslexia, that that is in fact um, a legitimate <laughs> situation that we can address and, and strengthen the weaknesses that are presented by students with that profile time. And it's only grown since then. The lesson that I learned in that decade is that it's very important for people in the position who know the research, um, well, first of all, to seek out the research, and then once we know it, to share it um, in a responsible manner. If I fast forward a, a little while um, to when uh, Max was born and young and was starting school and experiencing difficulties, it became apparent to me that I didn't know everything I needed to know. So I sought out the advice of others and joined um, the International Dyslexia Association and really needed to get retrained in how to teach reading in order to help my son and my students at the time. And it became apparent to me that the minds of people who were open to the idea of dyslexia um, this was still for some reason or another that escapes me. Um, 
causing contention uh, between groups. And those that had minds open to learning more about it and really looking at the research uh, helped us exponentially. They were just so, so um, meaningful in helping us to make progress, helping me to get retrained, and subsequently helping many, many, many students um, learn to read better. Um, so seeking out those people who have open minds um, is, is very beneficial. It builds strong communities. If we fast forward a bit, a bit more uh, to when Max is in high school, I had spent the years between 2000 and 2010 really getting involved with the International Dyslexia Association and all of the uh, groups associated with it, learning from colleagues and peers and reading, realizing how important in those relationships um, the knowledge that we can grow together is and how powerful it is that we can um, work together to, to make things better. It wasn't until then, which is so far after I should have been able to help students, um, that I really started to feel confident in my ability to teach reading. Um, and really that's largely the result of the people I was working with through that organization. Um, the situation became so obvious to me that teachers um, don't always know what they need to know and don't know what they don't know, which can be frustrating. Um, but if you look at our literacy rates and numbers of students in special education and why they're in special education, it's largely due to reading, we really need to turn that situation around. And um, once I became aware of uh, the lack of confidence that teachers have in helping students who are struggling learn to read better, I pursued a PhD in order to put myself in a position where I can help train teachers. Um, that was the actionable step that I wanted to take with my life and, and headed in that direction uh, and was able to receive my doctorate um, just a few years ago so that I can work in higher ed and help train teachers. Um, the lesson that I learned about relationships at this point um, is something that I'll borrow from my dad. He always used to say that you'll get more with honey or you'll get more bees with honey than with vinegar, I think is what it was. And um, I've reflected on that a little bit and realized that most times the, the honey is really the way you want to go. Um, but occasionally um, vinegar can be a good cleaning agent and it's important for administrators and teachers to know that parents um, have can find understanding when, when connected with the right groups about um, effective ways to help students who specifically have dyslexia um, and struggling in reading and that there are specific approaches that can help these students and then um, i also have uh, some advice from max's perspective here hello everyone max munger here i'm 27 years old and I live in Jackson Hole, Wyoming and I have a snowplow business that we work really hard in the winter and do some landscaping in the summer. Um, got my undergrad from Purdue University and just finished my master's from the University of Finley. Um, but I have some advice today for students, parents, teachers, and administrators. Let's start off with the students. Um, if you have different abilities, um, learn what those are. Accept them. It took me until high school to learn to accept my dyslexia, and I wish I accepted it earlier. Um, for parents, make sure you're always patient with your kids. I was extremely blessed with my parents, and they knew what was going on and were very helpful, um, but that's not always the case. So if you have a student um, or a kid that has a different ability, 
do all you can do to learn what those differences are and how you can help out your child because um, that's going to help them in the future and and just know at the end of the day everything's going to be okay just got to work a little bit harder study a little bit harder and maybe read a paragraph like three times because you forgot it the first two times um, uh, for teachers a huge huge advice I hated when I was called out um, to leave the room to go to like uh, like to leave for a test to go get extra time or when I had to go to like you know the tutor or something I would be called out in class um, if you have a student that has different abilities and is needing to leave the class just go up to them quietly when everybody else is working and tap them on the shoulder and let them know because that way not the, the other students don't see and make like a big deal that the fact that you're leaving because um, I always got a little self-conscious with that um, for administrators uh, be really careful who you hire make sure that you're always asking questions about how they're gonna deal with students with different abilities um, and you know really ask them a lot of questions and ask them follow-ups give them examples like you have a student with dyslexia and they need extra time for testing how are you gonna handle that um, things like that um, it's been an amazing journey with my mom and my dad and um, you know got through college and got through master so you guys can all do it um, just put your head down work hard and um, you know use your support systems that you have around you thanks for listening to me today bye-bye so it helps sometimes to, to hear it straight from from the students experience uh, Max's advice would be to use the tools you're given. Um, work hard is a really, really hard worker. And you have to be willing to put that extra time in, learning all you can about dyslexia because knowledge is power and it helps you with your understanding a little bit better. And do your own thing, do you. Um, it's important not to let people hate on you. <laughs> that's, that's a Maxism right there. Uh, parents, find balance. Uh, school's tough. So when they exhibit an interest in a hobby or sport, make sure that they have access to other kinds of things to do. Celebrate victories. Again, learn all you can because the more you understand it, the easier it is to navigate the journey. Attend a dyslexia simulation. And you can contact the International Dyslexia Association. We have two branches in Ohio. If you're, if you're in Ohio, that's where we're located. Um, and they can help point you toward a simulation that might be going on in an area where you are. Make sure you thank the good teachers. Um, take time out of your day to appreciate them. Um, and then I would add to that to educate the ones that, are, are, that you might be struggling with because many times people just don't know what they don't know. It's uh, very few people are trying to be difficult. Uh, school personnel, give attention without drawing attention. I think that's what Max was trying to say. Um, that, that really can break a child's spirit and we're responsible for those spirits as well as their academic progress. Uh, the tier one instruction needs to be really, really, really strong and solid so that we don't need to call them out so often. Educate yourself about dyslexia and get trained in structured literacy and the science of reading. Some don'ts for parents, don't harp or ignore it or believe people who say it will work itself out. I just, just within the last three days, had a teacher tell a parent that, that it's, we don't ever look for dyslexia until at least third grade. That's just absolutely ridiculous. We know better. Um, the sooner we can intervene, the better. And don't give up. It's, it's a tough journey. Or, you know, it's, it's not something that's easily navigated, but it, it will take some persistence and education and hard work, and, and it can be okay. 
uh, school personnel. Uh, students don't like it when they don't feel part of your community and can sense when you're not taking responsibility for their education. And by that, I mean um, overhearing things like, well, those are my students and these are your students or students who are on IEPs. So they're all our students. Um, it's important to accept responsibility for all of them. Be careful about investing in curriculum without doing your homework. Make sure that it's um, aligned with the science of reading. Appreciate you joining us today and would love to hear from you if you need any assistance. Thanks so much. For more information, please contact the Ohio Leadership Advisory Council. Contact can be made with Jim Gay at jimgay at bassa-ohio.org or by phone 937-545-1572. Thank you for joining us today.